Hi, this is Tim Sanders, founder of the Omnia Radiation Balancer, and I'm honored to have been a guest on the Journey to Truth show. Now with phone radiation, most people think that because they can't feel anything, nothing is happening. But the reality is that this radiation is causing a lot of stress and damage in your body, and your brain doesn't register that it's happening. The likelihood is that you'll only find out about it when this continuous stress shows up in the body as disease. And this is backed up by well over 10,000 peer-reviewed studies showing that EMF causes serious diseases when they tested it on rats. The Omnia Radiation Balancer removes this stress. It's proven to balance the blood, it brings perfect crystalline structure to water, and our kinesiology muscle tests show that the body goes super strong when you stuck it on your phone. And it works with 5G. You just order enough patches to cover every radiating device in your home, and you're done. It lasts forever. But to be clear, let's not get complacent. We must all stop 5G together. So big thanks and big love to Tyler and Aaron. Click on the link below and you can quickly and permanently bring balance back to your body. Thank you. Hey, you're listening to Journey to Truth podcast. Tonight, we are joined by David Shurgeon. Uh, David, actually, so this funny story about his bio, I asked him to send, it, send me his bio, and he's like, yeah, I'll get it to you today. And the whole day went by, and he didn't get it to me. And I gave him a little nudge. He's like, yeah, I'll get it to you tonight. And like at midnight, he finally sent it to me, and it was one sentence long. <laughs> <laughs> it was only one sentence. So I'm going to read that sentence in its authenticity as he sent it to me. David is a longtime entrepreneur, venture capitalist, and former athlete who was called to the Great Awakening Frontline in mid-2018, founding AboveDuality.com, whose core mission is to empower, encourage, and equip humanity in a physical earth for a non-physical future. And you didn't even go into New Density's podcast, which is amazing, by the way, on your Above Duality YouTube channel. You're really doing some incredible work. And man, it, I've learned so much just from watching your shows. And I was, I kind of wanted to just start off by letting you explain like what motivated you to start this podcast and really get going with this whole, be part of this movement. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you. I'm very nice of you, all those kind words. I, uh, more than I deserve, more than yeah. I deserve. Yeah, I, uh, I <laughs> I'm gonna comment on that. Uh, that's how slow I am. Like I've done all this stuff in, in entrepreneur, and people are like, oh, you're, some people say, oh, you're really smart. I'm just, I'm just not. I'm just slow <laughs> and unintelligent. Anyway, whatever, I'll, I'll try no. and milk it for a bit longer. Um, yeah, it was really, it's been a strange, two to three years and many more before that and you guys know all about this with your journeys independently um is i've kind of I've, I've left this world of traditional business and just all the 3d ego and infrastructure and, and all, all the stuff around that with sort of with sort of light bulb moments of my spirituality sort of coming back in at different points and you look back and it's perfect the way it's happened and it got to a point where I was just feeling this, this weight 
something's going to happen. The world's about to change. Like that, you know, the whole, we can't even, how do you, how, with a finite mind, how do you describe the infinite? That sort of feeling. And it, again, it reminds me of when I was sitting on the couch, probably seven, eight years old with my mom. And I remember it clear as day, I was looking out the window across this view of this farmhouse that we were renting after my dad had gone through some financial stuff and we sold this big property that we had. And it's, you never really know what happened with your parents. It's kind of, um, you know, you just sort of trust the, the guardians and then you find out all this stuff later. You're like, oh, shit, you guys are just like us. <laughs> um, anyway, and uh, so it was that point. I, I just looked at that view and I said, I just think the world's going to end. Like, I just feel like, I don't know, it's not going to be around anymore or whatever it was, sort of cataclysmic type, not processing emotions the right way as a boy. And uh, she obviously knew something was up at that point as well. She's very, very, very awake. Not as woke as you, Tyler, but pretty awake. Um, <laughs> well, yeah. Well, that's, I mean, no one's as woke. We'll have a woke, we'll have a, we'll have a woke, battle, woke battle later and decide. Wait, oh, yeah, yeah, what, what ground table's coming up, folks? We've got some stuff in the works. Um, anyway, and um, sort of fast right forward to sort of three years ago, this had been sort of growing in different formats this feeling to a point where it just became this backpack I couldn't kind of take off. It's full of rocks and it was just, I couldn't, you couldn't avoid it. You know, when there's work to be done and you're meant to be somewhere near the front line or play a part, you just, you can't avoid the, the work that you need to do internally, at least to get to the next point of, of action. So I couldn't avoid it. And it got to a point where I just sort of walked into boardrooms metaphysically and, and physically and said, sorry guys, I'm out. You know, the companies that had started around with teams and they were like, like an hour ago, you were talking about the next five years of all this stuff. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of a bit like that. And that kicked off really the end of 2017. And again, through watching guys like yourself and watching people who've been in this movement a long time doing just beautiful work, um, I just didn't know what, how it was going to happen and what above duality was going to be, what it was going to be called. And that the way that name came to me is, is just probably through four or five meditations of, of what it should be called. And only really recently have I figured out what it is, like the last probably three or four weeks. Oh. I love that name, by the way, Above Duality. I mean, the people who see everything and right and wrong, I mean, that's duality, you know. And and it's not really, nothing is right, nothing is wrong. And, and actually getting to that point where you realize that is above that duality, that, that perspective of duality. Yeah, it's, yeah, totally. It's really... And I've only really understood this recently, so that must have been some kind of a ping or a download of some sort. But uh, it, yeah, it's 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 a platform that brings on people and concepts that are preparing people to live in frequencies above duality. It's not that um, it's not anything more than that. It's and that's what the higher densities are. They're just frequencies above the last density, right? That's what the higher densities are ultimately. Yeah. And so that's sort of what it's, I know now what it really means. Um, and it just sort of came to me that I called it that. But yeah, it's a platform to just, again, just to follow alongside you guys and just mirror the amazing work that you've done with bringing out however much truth we can to as many people as we can to whoever needs to hear it on their journey. And of course, as we know, we just get brought these, these connections. It continues to happen. It's just divine. Well, just uh, um, make sure yeah. you make sure you slow down because you're starting to make us look bad with, <laughs> with all these with those awesome teaser trailers that that uh, actually I wanted yeah, to, those are incredible. I wanted to touch on 
that because you had mentioned when I talked to you uh, before that you almost went to Hollywood and obviously you have some type of knack. You have a knack for putting together and editing and producing because those trailers, I mean, they're amazing. I watched that and I want, I can't wait for that episode to come out. It's really, really great way to draw people in. Uh, so well, you, yeah, yeah. Do you want to touch on that real quick? We sure. almost went into Hollywood. What do you mean? I dodged a bullet there. Yeah. Well, um, and thank you for saying that, Tali. <laughs> I talk about this all the time. It's a great book called. I read so many books. We used to sort of read sort of thirty, forty books a year in in the leadership stuff that I was doing in the the corporate realm. Anyhow, and I got involved with business coaching and stuff like that. So I was always just so hungry with learning. And now that's sort of converted to the spiritual realm. Um, I've got a book list of about 55 books, as you, you guys probably have as well. So it was at the time, 2011, when I was just moving to Canada. I'd gone through, I'm not sure if I shared this on camera or not. Anyway, um, my, <laughs> one of my, one of my bands got to launch into it, Journey of the Truth. Um, okay. Good a place as any. I just sort of lost a, a great friend of mine. He was a, a longtime golfing buddy and, we were playing tennis one day and the next he the brain tumor had gone. It's crazy, crazy thing. And, and that was right in the middle of the second business that I, um, it was growing fast and it got quite big actually, although I never meant it to be a business, which was a cinematography and photography company. Now we would do, uh, from weddings all the way through to sort of commercial, sorry. commercial, sorry, commercial projects. And it was just a financial disaster for me and the company that I'd made money from before. It just lost everything. And it was just this, this sort of, you've been shot in the leg or both legs and you're trying to limp on to safety. It was, the company was kind of doing that. But it was driven at the core from the owner, which is me, of not wanting it to be a business. Um, but I got to exercise some, some creative stuff there. But anyhow, uh, I went through that, moved to Canada, I went through some very challenging but needed for me egoically times um, and came out of that and I was sort of, again, financially just busted. And I'm just like, what can I do to marry my love of creation and, and the moving image and the still image and make you know a pile of money kind of thing? So, of course, it was Hollywood. It was movies. And, again, the, my egoic side was still very strong then and there was, there was part of the fame and fortune stuff which was still – an attraction to me. Certainly it was. Um, so I, at that point I was getting up at two forty-five in the morning and I was watching Eric Thomas, the hip hop preacher. I don't know if you know him. He's a motivational speaker. He's amazing. Mm. Um, anyway, among other people, and I was doing business coaching contracts, whatever I could get from whatever it would be probably noon until 3 PM. I'd go in and work with the team within the company. So these three or six month contracts, but that, that 2.45, 3 a.m. to about 7, I was working on the film stuff. Now, this was all the way from, um, I've written two and a half really, but two big feature films from one of them is a true story and one of them is fiction. And then I wrote uh, two seasons, including a quite a sharp pilot on my first days in business, which is a mockumentary between uh, Modern Family, Entourage, and um, The Office like right in between all of those, sort of a, a mockumentary. And I got to about three years of doing that every day, 2.45 in the morning, and then doing the business coaching stuff as it came along. 
and I was about eight months away. I'd come back from New York. I'd spoken to someone about a specific script and they wanted to then go buy it off me. And that was a feature film actually of one of my dad's true uh, life accounts of a mountaineering expedition, which went wrong and it came back and made BBC news and well, we're going to make it one day. Anyhow. um, And two couples, one initially as divine intervention would happen. This is to say how it came around convinced me to stay and build out a different e-commerce company, which about a year ago we finished building. And that really kept me away. Because I, I knew about some of the things in Hollywood. I wasn't deep into the satanic and the ritual uh, abuse stick, the abuse side of, of that industry. So I didn't really know about it in depth. And of course, knowing what I know now, it's like, oh my God, a crazy, crazy dodge bullet. Well, what do you know now? well it's just really interesting and i kind of wanted to segue into that and we don't have to stay on it long but i just you know why what for people who don't know why you dodged the bullet people why is why is he happy that he didn't go to hollywood if somebody just doesn't know about what's going on so if you can just kind of give us a brief rundown or it's a great it's a great meme going around and it's that that Keck that frog, and he's got the in the Morpheus glasses on. He's got the he's got his what do they call it? What are fro- uh, frogs uh, hands called? What do you call a frog's hand? Uh, I, you're putting me on the spot. Here. Um, <laughs> I don't. Anyway, um, he's got it right right into right into Tyler and Aaron, folks, and give us give us your answer. Uh, he's got his two hands. I'll call him hands, whatever. His two hands out, and there's two red pills. Uh, we used to a red and a blue pill from the Matrix. And he's, the, the line is, soon there'll be no red pills. There'll be no blue pills left. Right? It's just it's the red pill or the red pill, right? So for someone who hasn't learned about how, as you guys know, it's a long, deep, five or six podcast show, which we're going to do, actually. I'll talk about that later. Uh, breakdown of how the entertainment industry, music, movies, has been used as a control element to um, control the, the, the populace in many ways for very, very negative agendas. Now, um, as a side story, I think I can share this, but I'm going to anyway. And if you're in trouble, then you can take it out. But um, I, I think, I, Tyler, I told you this uh, when we recorded recently, but uh, I, we get people emailing us and some of those stories are, wow, you changed my life, as you've mentioned. And it's just blessed to be of service however we can with what we're doing. And you guys are just doing amazing stuff. And I've had a couple of um, a couple of Illuminati satanic survivors, ritual abuse survivors, write to me within very close succession of each other. And one of them, um, after some chat, and I'm not going to release this, but at least not for a bit, but I was like, do you want to come on, come on camera and like, tell your story? Like, I want to get this out. And she gave me what would probably equate to about a four or five Microsoft Word page breakdown of how um, she had been in certain ritualistic abuse circles with some well-known names. And she gave me a 10-year a ten probably breakdown from when it began to really when she broke out of it of the, the unwordable things that she was put through physically. And many of her friends were put through in the bloodline that she was in, didn't survive, and she did, and how they've used ET technology to bring her back and keep her alive. It, wow. I, I can't even, it's, 
there's stuff on there that is I'm still struggling with just to process that humanic humans and non-humans can do that to each other. Side story. So just table that for a second. But if you're just waking up to the stuff, the um, the service to self people in the world, people who really want to uh, create uh, a world that we live in for their gain, right? I'll talk on the surface level and we can certainly go deeper. They have used certain methodologies to control the populace. Now, part of that is to control um, the ability for, for people to know how amazing and divine and to awaken to their genius, right? How do they do that? Well, they create an idolistic, an idol type platform, Hollywood, the music industry, where people just idolize these celebrities and people and aspire to be them, well, you know, what's shown on camera as part of this divine spark uh, distraction. It's part of it, not the whole thing, but it's part of it. And so they've used Hollywood to... Um, I don't like the word weaponize, but we, we can use it because it's sort of familiar, but really to weaponize the, the spirituality of people, the awakening of people. I think if I, if I'm going to say that correctly and some of the things that this group, this control group that has used Hollywood in this way, uh, use as part of their agenda for control and also for energetic, uh, development is the, uh, procession of satanic ritual abuse it's just part of their methodology right and that comes into a number of different areas so um and unfortunately a lot of these top names whether they're real or clones or not maybe we won't get into that so much today but they've got into this ring of of uh of darkness really if you want to call it that now looking at the mainstream news and the you know the okay magazines of the world the the people that control this this media outlet of what's really going, what Hollywood is, of course, you're never going to see any of that in these um, publications and, and mainstream media broadcasts and shows. But you're starting to hear now, and uh, what's his name, Rodriguez, David Rodriguez, yeah. is one of many, many, many celebrities. And this has been going on for a while, who are coming out and talking about what's really going on in Hollywood and the music industry. And it's difficult. It's really challenging for people to hear that this, and I'm so I can speak to it because I'm, I love movies. I've just been you know, so passionate about movies for so many years and to hear, I won't necessarily drop names, but to hear big top, top big household names come out and, and talked about by people who are involved in this very, very unspeakable stuff, very challenging. And um, so if you're, if you're listening to this and you're hearing about it again from another platform, another voice, uh, yeah, it is real. And yes, it is challenging. And uh, it's going to be, it's going to be a journey together to get through it, you know, conceptually. Yeah. And, and I think that that is going to be tough because some of the big names, like you said, uh, some of those movies we love. And then you, when you watch it now and you, and if it is true, what's been going on behind the scenes, it's like, man like what not you like almost have to like disconnect from that movie like it just doesn't mean the same to you anymore and you know and they like you said the newspapers and all this stuff they don't like the dark ones they don't promote like devastation they promote salvation you know they're not gonna 
they're not actually going to put it out there. I mean, it is in your face, but you have to know where to look. But if you don't know where to look, you'll never know that it's going on. Yeah. And it's just... so, so I want to, yeah, really good point. I want to talk about this quickly because someone had mentioned it the other day and it's, it's the 1% principle. Now, when we talk about the, the DF, the dark forces, the people who want the world for themselves for various reasons, the DF, uh, you, you know them by different names, the cabal, the deep state, et cetera, et cetera. But uh, the 1% rule is one of the things that they've used very, very well physically. And there's non-physical stuff there as well. So if you can imagine a ship, imagine a tanker that's got a 10,000-mile journey, right? And of course, as, as we know this from planes, you're never truly on course. You're always just sort of making tiny little course corrections as you go to get to the, the, the destination. But what the DF have done with uh, the lots of different industries, Hollywood's one of them, the entertainment's one of them, there's the medical, there's big tech, the big pharma, big technology, et cetera. They've, they've used what is quite provable and credible in, in many realms in terms of information and science and theories about the world and people and evolution, et cetera. They've taken that and they've just turned it 1%, right? They've turned the truth away 1%. Now, if you can imagine that tanker going 10,000 miles, that 1% incorrect court plot, course plotting is going to be what? It's going to be 1,000 miles of course, pretty much, right? And so that's that's the way they do it. So there's there's truth in there. There's oh, this that's real. I can believe in that. But there's also the one percent, which is also very potent and strong. You know, if you drop a uh, drop of oil into a a small a, a big glass of uh, water, you're going to you know pollute the water. That's all. That's how potent it is. So there's there's this one percent of, uh, of of misdirection with this information that keeps people. And of course, there's other stuff. They've muddied the waters and, and used those tactics as well. You know, we know in, in ufology, it's really, really, really challenging in other areas too. But so that's the way that they do that. So you're, it will never be, folks, that you'll say, wow, that's black and white. I can see it, taste it, hear it, smell it. I've, you know, got the physical, the ET has landed in my bedroom and I'm shaking hands with him, smoking gun proof. You'll never get that. You'll never see that. And when you have a control structure that controls the information and the vehicles, you know, ever since Project uh, Operation Mockingbird came into power, which is declassed now, you can go read that on the CIO website. Um, when, they, when they control the microphone, you control the opinion and the belief and the energy of people. Mm -hmm. And that's fortunately what we're seeing now, as Kiara says, is the power of the matrix is collapsing. It's literally breaking apart because... Um, a number of reasons, but we can something like that. Amen to that. And and I love that analogy. And that's so true. I mean, we use the same thing in construction. If you if you're laying out a wall and you're off by just an eighth of an inch, doesn't seem like much, but by the time you get to the other side of the building, it could be a couple of feet, you know. And it's just that that little bit. And I love that analogy. It's so mm -hmm. true. It's so true. It's like just it's not enough to notice, but you know, not until it's too, it's too late, you know, basically. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. of course there's lots of different elements to that, but that's the way I see it. And um, that's sort of the same with spirituality as well. You know, I, I'm not down on religions, you know, whatever, whatever religion that you're part of that allows you to get to a platform of serving others, adding value to others, you know, activating the divine, God source energy within and just being of service to humanity. I don't care what religion you put yourself on. It doesn't matter to me. It's what gets you to that place. 
of divine love for your fellow man, for serving other people and being in that service to others lifestyle. Um, that's the most important thing. So whether you get there, it doesn't really matter. There's 101 ways to skin a cat, so to speak. Um, but unfortunately, a lot of these uh, religious, the leaders of some religious circles have been uh, infiltrated with this 1% principle whereby you, you'll go to a, a Christian uh, ceremony or, or an Islamic prayer ceremony, whatever it is, and there'll be such amazing truth for you with, with God and, and things. But then there's the 1% where it just, it goes in a little bit of a different direction. You're just like, ah, this is kind of, this is the same thing where it's been steered away a little bit. And um, everybody has to go through that journey of discerning what that truth is for them. But I've experienced that. Again, you know, we do what we can to unconditionally love and welcome whatever people practice in their, you know, in their, their lives. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really what gets them to serving other people, which is the main thing. Yeah. And yeah. And we, yeah, we've been saying that for a while now. It's, it just, as long as you take the basic principles and you know, you're a good person, it it really comes down to just being a decent human being. It's not about really what you believe in or if you're Democrat or Republican or whatever it might be that you could, because you could be just be like, here's, here's the way I like to look at it. Um, yeah. Let's say you disagree with somebody, uh, but if you're walking down the street next next to that person and something happens to them and you find yourself in a situation to where you have to save their life, you're going to save their life. It doesn't matter what they believe in, if they're Republican or Democrat or, or a certain religion. You know, it comes down. People forget that. We forget that it's mm. all about just being a decent human being. Mm. And uh, it's it's, it's yeah. yeah, it's so interesting that, isn't it? When you have an emergency situation, I've had a few medical and, and otherwise of a few and nothing else matters except for you know the health of that person <laughs> you're not worried about what's on tv worried about what auntie jane was saying about trump three or four days before <laughs> yeah. um all you care about is the is the service to that that soul that person and um it's like what uh, what's his name what uh, was it kennedy or jfk or, or somebody else, I can't remember, that speech where he was talking about the fake alien invasion or alien invasion, how we would unite. Ronald Reagan, yeah. yeah. So Reagan, gosh, yeah. they have blanks. Thank you, Aaron, yeah. So it's it's that, isn't it? It's that, exactly. that principle. Yeah, exactly. And uh, actually, while, while we're on that topic, so your latest interview with Sue Walker was outstanding, by the way. Uh, and she, uh, for anybody who hasn't seen that interview, go to Above Duality on YouTube and check it out. Sue Walker and Reverend Otto, or what's his name? Yeah, White, White Otto, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so uh, it's an experiencer. She She's in communication with uh, a race of ETs called, they call themselves the Ponte, right? Um, and actually, you have experiences from what I understand. And I may have actually had an experience last night, but we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> ah, not. But, um, do you see the rays of light coming across the screen? That's awesome. Yeah, that's I, th- I don't know if I noticed that earlier, but you've got uh, um, rays of light. Oh no, that's just from my blinds, guys. Yeah, but right. it, it looks like <laughs> no, you're. <laughs> Does it? You're like an angelic being right yeah. now. Yeah. Well, well, oh yeah, I just pulled me up full screen. It's perfect. Wow. Okay, I'll keep it. Um, but so, so about the uh, invasion. If we were invaded, and she was ta- they were ta- she was talking about the fake alien invasion, and if that were to happen, if the deep state 
were allowed to do that, that would actually uh, just throw everything off as far as official first contact from these races uh, who are planning to reveal themselves. Because I didn't, I've never actually thought about it the way she explained it. She, it's not just about, oh, it's a fake invasion, it's a deep state. What it does is make makes these innocent people, not, I say people, I'm talking about ETs. Beings. Beings. It makes these innocent people, it frames them as murderers. And that's actually, it's when you stop and think about it, you know, that you're making, I mean, I don't even have to explain to you. I mean, you know what I'm saying. And I've never yeah. thought about it like that before. So she made a great point. And I honestly don't think it's going to happen. But I, I don't think know. it's going to happen. No, I 100% agree. And yeah. uh, the thing I, I watched that and I completely agree. The one thing I wish she would have clarified is that that's not us doing That's the deep state. That's, <laughs> that's the, uh, we've been held hostage by this cabal for so long, you know, essentially. And yeah. they would be the ones doing this. And um, that's why we're trying to take, we're actively right now removing them from power so they can't do things like mm. this and they can't keep manipulating us and controlling us yeah. and keeping us from contact with, with beings outside of the planet and, um, and beings that are already here. There's a lot that are already here. Yeah. Right now, they just can't come out in the open yet um, until the deep state's gone. But um, um, what was I going to say? Yeah. Okay. So this I just remembered. So this is something that I kind of recently came across and it really resonated with me. Like, I don't think there's never going to be a official, like the government of the world come out and say, all right, guys, everyone, um, here, ETs exist and here they are. And, and then they all come out, um, and, and I mean, maybe, but only if the cabal is completely 100%. If they do, gone. they're going to make them seem like they're negative. Yeah, only yeah. only if the cabal is completely 100% gone. But um, otherwise, I think it's only going to happen through, and this is what, uh, I don't know if you ever follow Cobra or if you've yeah. heard of him. Yeah. yeah, I was on the fence about him for a long time, but recently a lot of things he's been putting out have really resonated with me. And one thing he said was that, uh, contact is going to start happening through uh, private property. So like you'll have somebody with like a, like a big ranch or a bunch of land and they will agree to use their private property as a, like a contact zone. So you'll have these Pleiadians or whatever beings set up with that person on their private property. And anyone who wants to come to make contact with these beings can come. Hashtag James Gilliland. Hashtag James Gilliland. Yeah, I mean, they're already there uh, anyway. But uh, yeah, anyone who wants to make contact, it's through your own free will. So it's not being any way infringing on if, because, you know, obviously right now there's still a lot of very sleep people and a lot of people that they hear about aliens or they're going to, they're immediately going to think they're negative and they're afraid, mm -hmm. you know, and they're going to, they're gonna it's gonna put it's gonna do a lot of damage to a lot of people because they're still in that brainwashed programming program state yeah um but if you if it becomes the person's choice to go to them that's your act of free will to make contact and then as people the outsiders kind of see that happening like oh like there's good beings that are that um are friendly and mm -hmm. we just have to go to them you know and then it's kind of like 
just expands yeah, from there. And I'm like, that makes 100% sense to me. Um, I, I mean, how else, how else are they going to do it? You know, you've, you've put your mind in, in the space of some of these high dimensional things, which is kind of impossible in itself at this point. But, you know, if you, let's use the 3D brain, if you're going to do that, how are you going to, when you know that, and the goal is to um, relink uh, humanity's knowledge of their galactic existence, right? What's really going on in, 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 in the world, in life, in the galaxy. And it's, it's much more, obviously, as we know, it's Star Wars versus um, uh, Downton Abbey, which is <laughs> yeah. kind of as, we're, uh, as we were led to believe, even though this is shifting. How would you do it? You know, and that's, that sounds like a great way to do it. If you do it any, other, any way which involves government, regardless of whether you love the Alliance or Trump or what has, regardless of that stuff, if you do it within the governmental structure, it's open for manipulation in some way. Yeah. And this, there's no other way to do it. And look, this is it. This is the, this is the, the biggest challenge right now. You ready for this? This yeah. is what I think we're going through. We're going through, we're moving from, you know, you have the medieval age and the industrial age and the digital age. And everyone's like, what age are we in now? Well, we're in the age of knowing. We're going into the age of knowing, right? So we're, this is the biggest shift right now. We're going from the age of believing to the age of knowing, right? Now, the, the challenge is, especially for people who are waking up, and even for us who know a lot about the esoteric side of things, the real world, um, is that the, the way that people egoically have been trained to uh, attach their sense of security their sense of self-worth, their sense of self-love um, in a believing sense to all things external, right? The, the way that you know, the, the two most important points in time are the day you're born and the day you find out why, right? It's, it's a, a cliched saying by yeah. Twain or Franklin, one of the two. But we've been conditioned to live our life and, and belief systems around things which are really given to us by other people. Right. And there's been some idle stuff like we talked about. There's been some anyway, it's all about giving our power away. And we've been believing everything about our life and our structure of our life through that. Now as we move into the age of knowing, it's about finding everything from within. Right. Mm -hmm. Developing the yeah. Christ within and finding the truth by our own methodology of of med 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 meditative practice. Um, if I can say that right. Um yeah. uh all the spiritual ways of discerning and then knowing information. So we're heading, this is the shift that we're, we're going through as well. And it's just this, it's the breaking away of that. It's very challenging. And uh, even if you're just waking up and going through that for us, it's challenging too. Like letting go of these old paradigm shifts of, of who we are and why we, why we are and how we are. Yeah. Um, even though yeah. many of us have known for a long time. So this is the, you know, maybe even for the people who are trying to help people wake up right now, you got to remember this. You're ripping away an old part of someone so they can let go of those old stories, let go of those old belief systems to make room for the new awareness of what life really is. And we just, I'm speaking to myself here, we got to remember that because it is, it's a challenge to deal with people who are not ready to wake up. Um, yeah. So we just got to, I don't know, I just, well, to say, I just felt called to share that because that you're absolutely yeah. right beautiful and I, I like how you said you're speaking to yourself i think that's what we're all doing when we're 
when we're talking on these podcasts, it's I, I, it's true. I'm not just talking to you guys out there. Like I'm reminding myself every time I say it, it's like a refresher for me too. And it, it's all about right now, like you said, going within. But it's about like lately, it just I've just been having these realizations every day. Not every day, but just like stuff that at the most odd times, I'm just like these aha moments just keep happening. Uh, even in one of my meditations uh, the other day, I actually saw like my body disappear, and I and like I saw like the universe inside of me, basically like the nebula and the galaxies mm-hmm. and stars and all this stuff. And it was in the in the five star pattern, but it was it was me, and it was just like a reminder like of our <clears throat> infinity basically and it's just we are the universe and it's uh it was really it was only it was like for a couple seconds but it was beautiful it was a blue it was all glowing blue uh but yeah i don't even hashtag woke king (laughs) i think he just won the woke battle (laughs) (laughs) that's amazing i love it well this was i gonna i was gonna share something with that oh okay let me let me share uh do you want to hear uh okay this may be at the end, but I'll talk about it now a little bit. Uh, some stuff that I've got going on. Um, very excited to announce that, and no one knows this yet online, is that Kiara Windrider and I are going to be coming together to uh, produce a series, which is really a big collaboration project. And I'll talk to you guys about it as well, I'm sure, um, is to start off what it's all about, what you know to understand the 5d you got to understand the 3d to to start to uh talk about the 3d more and then take people up however long this takes to the 5d modalities and where we're going the, the new it's, it's going to be called the the new pandora project and i uh, kira is amazing i'm just you know blessed to be in his company he's just profound his, his wisdom is something else um anyway so we're going to be doing that and he was sharing me with me a reptilian experience that he had, and I'll share it with you if you like. Um, it, and it ties into what we're talking about about the because the five D isn't about getting rid of the the three D. It's not about getting rid of the negative guys. This is really really important. This is something that he really hit me with. Is that it's not about it's about taking the 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 non moving energy, the dark, the negative energy, bringing it into well promoting and, and generating the uh, the strength and the power of the high frequencies first love and and that and then bringing in the negative integrating the two and moving forward right it's a transmutation it's not a removal the removal happens naturally by the transmutation yeah. it's about bringing the two energies together very challenging for some of these topics very challenging and energies and he was telling me about this reptilian experience and he's going to share it and I'll, I'll just share it a little bit um, is he was visiting with a, 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 a guru in South Africa and doing a, a little bit of time with him. And they came back to their hotel rooms and he was just feeling like he was being attacked in some way. Like he had this, he had this, this power coming through him and it, it biologically it started to make him sick for a few days. But in the beginning phase of that, he went back to his hotel room and in this reptilian being, right there you know power i've never felt their energy but apparently it's just it's so powerful and he was just like okay and it it wanted he could feel it wanted him to look at him in the eye they wanted to make eye contact and that was kind of it to begin with 
but he wanted to make eye contact with him. And he sort of grounded himself, got back into into love, into purity, and just asked his guys, look, is this okay? Is this, is this okay to do this? And they said, yeah, it's all good. And so he went back. And as soon as the, the guy said yes, this reptilian just poured into him this powerful energy, somewhat negative, but just powerful, and just moving through him and sort of like a waterfall sort of going through him, kind of like the rainbow bridge work, right? Just pouring through him. And then immediately as well, his guides poured through him on the other side, just a waterfall of love and, and the purest form. And they were going and they merged together. And it's, I don't know how long it went on for. I don't remember the story. And he'll tell it better than, than me. But they were just interlocked and the love trans, and transmuted the negative. And then it stopped. And then hundreds of reptilians appeared all around like that. Wow. And the message, I don't know whether it was spoken or what it, whatever it was, but he got the, the vibe that the reptilian wanted to feel that love energy. It wanted to feel, understand it in a positive way. So again, guys, this is, you know, and, and this is, I'm guilty of this. As when we talk about the Dracos and the, the reptilians and the greys and the negative beings, there is a transmutation going on for them. Uh, we have to somehow be open to the fact that we can be conduits for their awakening and their, and their returning to the light. Now, this won't be all of them. Well, there's only a small percentage that are really very dark, but we have to be open to that. And that's something that, that challenges me because, you know, these beings I've, I've held in very dark regard for really as long as I've, I've known about what's going on. But well, anyway. Well, so I love this. So this is coming up all the time now in the past couple of episodes of reptilians uh, being, they're not all bad. You know, we've talked about this and I think it's beautiful. It just keeps coming up. It keeps presenting itself. It's coming to the surface right now uh, for a reason. You know, we need to be reminded of this because there's so much hatred right now and it's not fair and it's understandable. We all know that, but it's not fair. Nicole uh, was talking about it on your yeah. one of your last but one shows, a last show. It was a yeah. terrific show. Yeah, I uh, I had uh, we were talking about it when I was on your show, which won't even air yet. It still hasn't aired yet <laughs> by the time this airs. But uh, yeah, I was talking about hybrid children, and one of my experiences I had was I was found myself in this place uh, where, with this reptilian hybrid child in like this white jumpsuit, and he was like kind of in the fetal position, but he was sitting down. And he was scared. I could see the scales. He had yellow eyes with slits. And I had a feeling like I was connected to him somehow. And I was protecting him from something that I couldn't see, that I couldn't see, but he could see. And I, I flew to California to see Barbara Lamb to, to be regressed to, because she mm-hmm. regresses abductees. And through that, I found out that it's a potentially a hybrid child of mine. And so that would mean that I have reptilian DNA. And I think we all have some reptilian DNA in us. And we need to remember that too, because, you know, we are part of that. Mm-hmm. And it's just yeah. a good reminder. Yeah. It was you that was talking about the hybrid children. Someone else sent me that this morning. And I'm like, oh, we've already talked about this. And it wasn't this person, no. it was you. And because <laughs> she had said, uh, this is a funny conversation. I won't get into it, but um, she had said, oh, "Just imagine how many hybrid kids you've got floating around up there in the galaxy." I'm like, what are we talking about? But they reminded me of this. Yeah, yeah it's there's probably 
one or two of us that we have. Yeah. Wow. Where do we go next? <laughs> um, <laughs> do you, uh, so you, I know you're an experiencer also, which you need to add to your bio because after talking to you and getting to know you, your bio could be. Oh, you different. could write the damn thing. Send Tyler write your bio. Yeah. <laughs> Send it to you. Yeah. I write, you know, I can't do woke king, so I write woke prince, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. Wait, let, well, yeah, maybe I'll write it. I'll, I'll write it. I'll write it. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, so what do you think? Just to shift gears, and we don't have to stay on this, but I, I, I want to touch on it because I think it's funny. So Trump announced that he's taking the hydroxychloroquine because two people around him has the virus, and he's trying to uh, just prevent. prevent. It's a preventative act. And everybody's like hounding them. But what I see going around right now, it's hilarious, is like Nancy Pelosi and everybody. Like, if if it's so bad for you, why do they care if he's taking it? <laughs> you know what I mean? They should right. go ahead and take it because they don't, you know, they hate him anyway. And it's just it's just ironic, you know, all of a sudden, you know, now they now they're concerned for his health, you know. This and uh, this let's let's talk about it. This ties in a little bit to um who had asked me this? Someone had asked me, oh, I, was, I did another radio show and um, I it just asked me this question. It really caught me off guard and I just fumbled through an answer. But he'd asked me, um, so I'd heard that a lot of the overlords of the, the draconian overlords of them, the white wing uh, Dracos and some of the raw reptilians, they've left the planet. Their energy has left physically the, the planet. He said, do you, have you heard about that? What do you think about that? I was just like, totally took me off guard. But it's very interesting because um, if you look at what's going on and if you compare the intelligence operations in regardless of what the Alliance are doing, if you compare the quality of the intelligence operations of the deep state over the last three or four or five years to right now, it's, it's almost night and day. It's kind of like the, the adults versus the childs, right? They're the children. And so I think that may even tie into it that these, these top layers of leadership and the white generals on the Hill have, have left. I'm not sure about that, but it's just a feeling I get. So when you when you see some of this, yeah, that. when you see some of this stuff go on, like the stuff you're talking about with the uh, what's it called hydro? You pronounce it hydroxychloroquine. Yeah, that's the one. See, I'm not <laughs> smart at all. Um, is uh, it's just kind of it's almost unfair the intelligence advantage they have. It seems, although they're still very sort of um, still very effective to a degree. But I'll share something with you that um, as a colleague of mine can i say about him um let's just say he's in uh he's in border control operations and he's, he's on an elite task force and he said something to me in a message thread the other day which was really got me thinking and it was i'm not sure if i've talked to you about this title or not but um he'd said that things that are happening are way too in line to be happening by chance like and he just thought that so much of this has already happened and immediately I got the sort of this mini zip to consciously the, the two things that have always stood out for me with what Q says, and that's you're watching a movie and trust the plan. Now, I know a little bit about movies. I'm not acclaimed in Hollywood, but I know that you can't go to production. You can't take the team to production until you've got a solid script already written, already laid out, already is solid, and it can change it, and it does change as you get through production. But... I just, I think so much of this has already been done. I really think so much 
behind the scenes has already been rounded up and taken care of. And they're presenting sort of in theatrical form, different phases of this awakening. And I don't, I don't have any proof of that. I just feel like it's, it's already been so much of it's been done. Yes. I one hundred. I've been saying that forever. Uh, it's all, we've already won. It's already done. We're just watching it play out on the surface. That's, you know, I've, I don't even know how many times I've said that, uh, yeah. but it's so true. And I like that. I like the way you put that. That's, it's, that's really a, it's really a good point. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it ties into the feeling I had right from when this began, this, the scandemic, um, Whenever it was, now it feels so long ago, doesn't it? Is it even going on? Anyway, <laughs> is it still going on? What's going on? Um, is I just felt like no, we're already there. I felt no fear. I felt total peace with the whole thing, and just felt we were already already through it. And I, I still feel that. One hundred percent the same. Same. And which actually it kind of baffles me. So all you know, all of us have been, we've been talking about this, and we've been studying this, and we've been living it for years now us, I mean us content creators and the truthers and the people who've gone through their awakenings and they're fighting the front lines. So, and then I still see people getting shocked and surprised about stuff they're seeing on TV and like uh, the, the police brutality and I can't believe this person said this and people are like really taken back by it, really thrown off. They're like, why are you surprised? Like it, I'm, I'm watching it play out and just thinking to myself, okay, I'm not throwing my energy into that. Into that. It's just going to happen. It's going to be Two weeks from now, everybody's gonna forget about something new, and that's what need people. We whoever's listening to this, you need to remind yourself. Like it's just, don't. I know it's hard to not get, not be shocked and not be surprised, but just remember, like it. They want you to focus on that and throw your energy into that, and it's not, it's not about that. It's about mm. stepping away and observing, and and basically doing you you know, and, and, and playing your part in this. And by being worried about what's going on, you're not, you're not doing that. Yeah. I think I just, this sort of just came to me and I'll just, I'll try and get it out as it has come to me is that I think for a long time I could feel the divine feminine coming back. If I, if I look at things, I could feel that coming to me. I could feel myself getting more sensitive, uh, not necessarily more compassionate and empathetic, but, maybe parts of that, but I felt very, uh, uh, through these things, I very, very personally sort of moved off center with, with becoming more susceptible to stuff, you know, the, some of the divine feminine elements. And now we have the divine masculine, the DM coming back in to, to join and merge. So I think people who are feeling, and I'm feeling this right now, and I'm doing it sometimes without even thinking, and this is not sort of in a, a place of, of hierarchy or more important than anybody else, but it's, as these two come together to join the masculine and the feminine and balance it, you sort of, and maybe some people will feel called to do this rather than go to, um, I'll use a parenting analogy, whatever, but rather than go to the child who's fallen over and, and grazed their knee and is crying rather than saying, Oh, that didn't happen. You sit them up and you do the, it's okay. It's okay. You do the, it's okay moment. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think I, I'm trying to get myself more to this place right now where people are like, Oh, you seeing what's happening in South Africa and what they're doing there and killing each other here. And like you said, Tyler, you know, this is going on in the news and what have you. I'm just like, guys, it's okay. And that, that knowing, I guess it's a knowing energy. It's a knowing energy 
to be able to, and that's really important for a lot of people right now because they're looking for that, that, that stability that everything is okay. And, um, anyway, I just, again, I felt, yeah, thank you for reiterating what I said and and that you said it perfectly. And, uh, I, yeah, exactly. And you said it's the age of knowing, well, Mm. it's, we're going in the age of knowing and there's no longer going to be like the age of skeptics is ending, which is, um, which I'm excited about. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's like, basically you're not going to be allowed. It's not going to be even possible for you to be a skeptic where we're going because everything's going to be so transparent. You're going to, if what we hear about some of these ET races, you know, you can't even think something about somebody without them picking up on it. If we really do evolve into something like that, uh, it's, it's fully transparent. It's full honesty. It's full loyalty. It's, it's uh, living in the oneness that we're meant to. But, mm-hmm. uh, and so I can't, the age of skepticism, you know, people will say, I'll always be a skeptic. Well, you know, maybe, but maybe well, not. Skepticism is not wrong. It's just the, it's yeah. what most people call skepticism and say they're a skeptic is actually ignorance and it's actually rejection of things they don't know mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and blind acceptance of things they're told. And that's yeah. not that's not true skepticism. True skepticism is just, oh, let me look into this myself and not just blindly accept it. That's it. It's that's yeah. right. Yeah, um, it's, it's the mindedness that comes with it—the open-mindedness or the closed-mindedness. Exactly. And that creates the either the the investigation or not. But what I'm seeing is the part of this great awakening is this sudden realization of so many people of like, oh. I reality, like what they've just been handed is not, they're like, how do I know this is true? At the very least is like, it's Mm. like suddenly, oh, I want to like start investigating reality for myself and finding out truth for myself rather than just accepting this package that's been handed to me. And, and a big, you know, part of why that's happening too, is that all these structures are crumbling in front of everyone's faces and it's all, it's getting so much harder for them to maintain the, these illusions mm-hmm. of uh, these false realities that have been presented to us because they're all crumbling right now. They're crumbling just and as fast as they're being put up. Exactly. I mean, they can't. They're scrambling mm-hmm. to keep them up, but there's nothing they can do to, they can try to slow it down, but there's nothing they can do to stop, mm-hmm. stop it mm-hmm. all coming down and, and this awakening from happening. Yeah. Well said. Yeah. It's, it's sort of the, uh, the ignorance, ignorance, ignoring mm-hmm. that's kind of, I have to think about this, but it's probably somewhere near the opposite of knowing, right? And yeah. so the ignorance is not going to be possible because we're moving that way. It's it's very true, yeah. and um, it is challenging, and it is, and I'm part of this as well. It's forcing us to bring out what we need to, you know, the spiritual knots that we've got in the rope of ourselves. We've got to go. Yeah, I tied that knot sort of five, six years ago, and I just, you know, the rope works fine without it. No, you're going to have to go back and you're going to have to tease the knot out so you can keep climbing. And uh, I'm certainly going through lots of stuff like that with me spiritually. Very challenging. Um, you know, it's not just people who, who aren't awake who are struggling. It's not struggling, but who are, who are challenged. And even more so because we get, you know, we get attacked by. I didn't get into that, but you know, we get these attacks from in all sorts of different ways. Some heavier than others. Fortunately, I've not been too, too majorly attacked by anything that I can say is, you know, an entity, and I can see it kind of thing in a shadow. But 
I've, I've got all kinds of subtle manipulation going on, which is, is forcing me to level up in the white magician realm, I guess, if you want to call it that. And all of us to develop these, because when the whole concept of fear is, is transmuted, is diluted, is eliminated when you have empowerment, right? You know, when yes. you, when you have a reptilian being come to you and you've got, you know, your Harry Potter sitting there with the wand going, Hey, Hey buddy, off you go. Like yeah. you had talked about Tyler in, in our show with the, the sleep paralysis is you start to become empowered by knowing how to combat these energies and frequencies. And so, um, and I'm going through this right now with learning about some of the rainbow light body work and the clearing is just amazing. My God, um, is to be able to develop these, these skill sets to, to not need it, not, not need fear, not need it anymore for your journey. And, mm-hmm. um, that's part of it as, as well as right now, the journey of the transmutation of, of this fear energy is anyway. Yeah. yeah. And it's a Nira Isley quote, and I, I'm going to butcher it. It's something like once you, once you realize that, uh, once you overcome fear, it loses control over you. And that's not the quote, but that's basically the message. You know, once you, once you understand that what it is and you don't have to be scared, then it loses control over you. And mm-hmm. you can therefore step into the light. You said understand. That's a key word there. Understanding is what, is what uh, dissipates fear because fear can only thrive when you don't understand something and then you fear it, right? Yeah. But once you truly understand it, there's nothing left to fear because you understand it. <laughs> it's really, it's really kind of that. Absolutely. Awesome. It's a really good point. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. You understand the truth behind what, yeah what these things that you previously feared and uh and then you're like oh there's nothing to fear really and well what's interesting is so what it's always the unknown is what people fear stuff you can't see which is stuff that essentially is existing in another dimension right next to ours which is a perfect segue uh for something i wanted to touch on if you notice nasa released an article saying that they discovered a in Antarctica, they discovered a parallel universe right next to ours where the physics work in reverse and time moves backwards. And that's an that's an that's a NASA statement. This stuff is coming out right now. It's all happening. Mm-hmm. You know, the, this pandemic is a distraction. Also, there's so much they're they're saying that like we can potentially live in lava tubes on Mars and and the moon and we're, we're going to be mining them. And there's, they found those snails uh, on Earth. They're living inside volcanoes that have like some type of metallic like exoskeleton that keeps them alive. Stuff that shouldn't even exist. Like they're, they're, all these articles come out every day. Mm-hmm. And, and they were being shown. Like they're, they're, they're getting all their ducks in a row. You know, because they know where we're headed. They just mm-hmm. have to act like we're just now discovering it, even though they've known it for hundreds of years thousands of years, whatever. Uh, but yeah, so it's just really interesting that they announced that a parallel dimension, they just somehow, I haven't even looked into it that much, but somehow it exists and they know about it and they were able to prove that time and physics work in reverse there. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. This is incredible. I mean, I think it's not going to blow our minds going to be in a different density to be able to absorb stuff. So it's kind of, and it's difficult to think about that. So we will be able to do it. But, you know, when I think about some of the things that we know are coming, 
you just go, okay, yeah. <laughs> buckle in the roller coaster. It's going to be interesting. And there's going to be things that really move us to whole, whole new levels of awareness and belief. It's just, I mean, just even thinking about stuff now, you know, I'm doing a, an Egyptian mystery school with, with Jeff Dunphy and his joy group, which is just, how can I even describe it? It's unreal. And one of the biggest concepts for me was that, and this is as some of John, John Anthony West's teachings, he's got a wonderful, uh, The Serpent in the Sky, he's got a great book on uh, esoteric Egypt. And it's that if you look at the construction of a lot of the, the pyramids and the Egyptian ar architecture, it wasn't constructed in the way that civilization is over time. It just became, right? It just kind of mm -hmm. all went up. And it's because it was a legacy, not from a blueprint. And then when you think about that concept, you think about, well, okay, let's go back, Atlantis, Lemuria, and all the way, you know, the way that the world has been to where we're at now, we're, as we're in the loop, we're going back to this, incredible, another level probably, this incredible time of, of metaphysical life, you know, the best way I can put it. Yeah. Yep. Wow. Um, man, so we've already gone past an hour, believe it or not. What? If we started, oh, we are right at an hour. So if you want, if you have time, we can we can keep going. It's all good, like, all good. Yeah. All right, beautiful. Yep. yep. Um, yeah. So I wanted you to touch on, if you feel like it, um, one of your experiences uh, with whoever. I know you have you've had some experiences. Any are, or is there any like? any of them that you want to talk about that you haven't really got to talk about yet. You know, I know that as all of us have something, you know, you're, you have your own show and you interview people, but is there anything that you haven't been able to talk about yet? What can I share with you? I'll tell you what I will share, which was on my heart to share a couple of days ago as we were coming out to the show here. And it was the, and then I'll maybe share a contact experience. Um, was the things that have the, the deja the beyond deja vu moments that have happened in my life now in, in 2000 and i think i'm going to get the dates right 2001 because i had to look this up in 2001 i had this recurring dream and i was running out of this uh this long tunnel with people all dressed in white around me and i could see myself running out so the camera was so that the pov the point of view was 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 me running out but also i was also there as well so it's you know how dreams are sometimes you get the the first person the third person view all at once kind of thing sometimes and i was running out of this tunnel and it would spill out and it was, sort of came out to this this missile silo which is what it was and there was sort of a big lid off it where the, the the cap of the silo had been sort of broken down and been hollowed out and used and these these people and me would run out onto this platform and there'd be this 360 degree view and we'd be in this desert and the rocks were kind of uh, like Ayers Rock in Australia, quite red and, and sandy red. And that it's this big sort of 360 degree view. And that was the dream. I have this over and over again. Now, uh, <laughs> it sounds pretty unbelievable, whatever. The, the following year, there thereabouts, about, probably 2002, uh, this movie came out called The Island. Remember that movie yeah. with McGregor, Scarlett yeah. Hansen, Michael Bay film? And I watched it for the first time. And the ending of that movie was my exact, down to some of the rocks 
and the textures of the rocks that I remember was uh, was the ending of that movie. Was my dream. Wow. It was lit, and I watched it, and I was just like, I didn't, you didn't with these things, you don't really know what to do, right? You don't know how to react, and it just freezes you and does all kinds of stuff. And I'd kind of buried it for a number of years, but this has happened a few times to me. But that was that was me helping in this great awakening. That was to be what I was going to start to do. Um, that you guys have been doing for a long time uh, in this in this movement. So, and it was in the dream. It was as it sort of is important. A lot of the time was the feeling of I'm helping in some form of liberation with these people. And of course, at the end of that movie, it's they all. You know, the matrix for them has collapsed. The holographic projectors have been knocked out and they are seeing, holy shit, like the, yeah. the world is not gone to hell in a handbasket and is not this, what was it? So the, the nuclear fallout reality, it's actually, everything's fine. Anyway, so that was one. Um, what can I share with you with the contact experience? I mean, I have so many ship sightings here, so many. So I'll share one. I'm not sure if I've shared this yet, but on camera, when I was Tyler, when we were connecting a few weeks ago and talking about the Elder Council, when I just recorded with Isedi, and I was talking about I'd been called to be part in some way of creating an Elder Council, and I'm still I've got no idea what it means. It's still fleshing out, and it was just bothering me because uh, it was it, it coming in very 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 slim packets over a few days to a point where it had come together. I was like, okay, it's going to be an elder council that I'm going to be part of helping to create in some way. And, um, and my little dog needed to pee. So I let her out. I was watching star Wars, the, the ninth, uh, the ninth star Wars. And we went outside a beautiful, clear night. And this happens to me a lot during the week, but I'll share this particular story is, uh, for no reason. I just wanted to talk about the elder council with, whoever was listening so I did a little two three minutes CE5 little meditation and invited in whoever wanted to say hi and there's a, a particular group that I have been contacted with this is not the Ponty and the Ponty do do this as well so it's kind of confusing but um and normally I put out telepathic connections to whoever's out there and I, I try and I try and practice my telepathy but for some reason I wanted to speak it. so here was me midnight you know speaking on my my back doorstep to the stars and I, I was just talking about the other council. I was just saying, well, um, I just get this feeling that this was from one of you guys. Like, was this from, did you give me this, like the elder council thing? Mm -hmm. And immediately, flash like that. Big, big, bright flash. Not blinding, but big, kind of like when a, a plane turns around and you see the full force of the, you know, the uh, not the FAA lights, the, the headlights. You see it and then it goes, yeah. obviously it wasn't a plane. A flash like right after within a second of me speaking this i was like okay and then that that launched me into 301 questions right okay great awesome i know where it's from i feel secure with it what about this what about that who's going to be involved how is it going to work where's it going like all these questions i'm speaking this out loud yeah so after, after i have a long two three minutes i don't know how long um i said i got this feeling of it's difficult to describe these telepathic things sometimes, as you know. Anyway, I got this feeling of stillness and sitting and finding peace and finding just feeling like finding an answer from within. And I just stopped my talking almost in mid sentence. And I was like, 
and that, that flash was over here as, as we look on camera here. And I was now looking up here. I didn't get a ping to look in a direction. This sort of seemed to happen more organically this time. And I said, you want me to get used to finding the answers within, don't you? And straight away, flash, same flash. And that was the experience and nothing else. Uh, so that's one of them. Stuff that happens all the time. And um, anyway, that was one of That's cool. It's that's kind, amazing. It's kind of like, uh, oh, oh, man, it's like, a, it's like asking a pendulum a question. And it will give you like a yes or no. But it's, you know, they're straight up flashing you on the stack. Uh, so this, this this felt like um, a very high dimensional, whether it was Pleiadians or Arcturians, I, I don't know, but it felt like, or some of the Andromedans, as, as uh, Alex Collier talks about, it felt the wisdom that I got from it was almost a, almost an arrogant wisdom, which is my 3D processing of it, which is wrong. But it was it was so neutrally knowing that it felt like, because they didn't want to answer any more questions from me. It was just like, yeah, kind of like when you read some of these these scriptures or, or uh, books on the masters, like they'll, they'll tell you three words which will contain a lifetime of wisdom. Like that's yeah. how powerful it is. Yep. Like it's like the, the packet is just in two words. So the feeling I got with this, and it wasn't a deep connected uh, interface. It was just a kind of a mild one, but it was, it was an, elder, an, el an elder feeling. There you go. It was an elder feeling. And wow, I've had wow. some I've had some elder council experience as well. Uh, man, I don't even know if I want to get into it, but uh, it's that's crazy. I, and I I understand, like I found myself having an experience where I was like seeking the elder council, but I didn't even know who the elder council was. But somehow in the experience, I knew. And that's a that's a long story, so we won't get into that. Um, oh. <laughs> I mean, I can. I, I have to be fully transparent here. And, and all right, I'll just say. Thought you were woke. I'm, I'm always in these live chats going, "Oh, I wish I wish Tyler would talk about that more." So I, now I get a chance to put you on the spot. Right. So yes. So I had. Now you're gonna. People are gonna give me a lot of shit about this, but I had some uh, DMT at my house, and it had been sitting there for over a year that I had I had gotten from a friend. And I hadn't used it in a long time. One night, I was just like, I wonder if there's any left. I'm a witness to this, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, oh. I'm gonna... I was like, and there was some in there. So I was like, there's enough for a good hit here. I was just drawn towards it because the experience I had before was totally unreal. It was amazing, beautiful. And I wanted to see, I, I don't know why I was being guided. And I, I was going to play some music, put up some protection, do the whole thing. I'll try and go through this quickly. And I... Uh, got distracted i got somebody sent me a message and needed a favor so i was in the middle of doing something and then when i was done i just laid back and i just took the hit without putting up any protection I, and then before i even realized this, i'm like oh shit i didn't do anything and i and it hit me hard like there was a lot more there than i thought and i i got that blast off but all of a sudden i closed my eyes and i was confronted by these demons all these horrific I mean, the worst things you can possibly come up with in your imagination, they were all confronting me, standing there facing me, trying to scare, scare me. And had I not uh, had the understanding that I do, I would have snapped out of that because you can open your eyes and, and break free from that. You don't have to. Uh, if anybody's ever done DMT, you can just break the connection. Mm -hmm. But no, instead of being scared, I laughed at him. I confronted him. I was like, 
I was like, well, you guys don't scare me. I was like, I was like, I'm trying to reach the elder council. I kept telling them that telepathically. For some reason, I was telling them I'm trying to reach the elder council. And I didn't know why I was trying to reach the elder council. But I was telling them that. I don't even know who the elder council is. And they were just trying to like intimidate me and scare me. I was like laughing in my head and smiling like this doesn't work. And you can tell, I can tell their expressions were like kind of like in shock. They didn't know what to do. Like they're trying to be big and bad and scary. And then it just wasn't working. So they're like, well, what, what do we do now? <laughs> you know? And so one of them, one of them dove into my chest and started trying to burrow its way into my heart. And I'm watching it and I'm like, it's, it's not gonna work. Just, you might as well just give up, it's not gonna work. I'm looking down, my eyes are closed, but I'm seeing it in, a, in another world, another realm. And I'm like, it's not gonna work. You got, and he kept like getting deeper. I'm like, I'm sort of like thinking to myself, oh crap. So I just thought I filled myself, my entire body up with light and I blasted it out like an explosion. And it just, they all went away. And I opened my eyes and it kind of started fading and the whole, the whole, uh, it started wearing off. And I was, and a normal person probably would have been like, F that, I'm never doing that again. <laughs> but me, I was like, there's a little more left. I was like, I want, I knew where I was, <laughs> I knew where I was trying to get. So I did a little, I took it and did it again. And sure enough, I bypassed that realm, whatever the hell that was and went straight to the most beautiful place that I can't even describe to you. There's no words for it. And I was welcomed by these ETs. I mean, they were, they were all like dancing and holding hands and a lot of them were like hybrid type, like they were half animal, half, half human. It was like a, a, the most beautiful thing. There's no words. I was seeing all these symbols and these sacred geometry and, and I kept getting, they were telling me something, but the only word I, I can remember was hospitality. And they kept saying it. And what I was getting the message is that this is a preview of the new earth. And what the message was, was hospitality. Like here, everybody's on their own. It's like, you know, you're out for yourselves and that's how you, we're in survival mode here. But then on the new earth, it's, it's the definition of hospitality. Everyone is there serving each other. And that was the message of that whole experience. Mm. And there are no words to describe what I actually saw and how beautiful it was. But, I, and I think the demons or whatever I saw at the beginning were something that had actually been hanging around me for a while. I just didn't realize it. And I was able to see them. And I could never have had that experience if I didn't uh, confront them. And mm. I, I believe I was distracted before my, my experience like I said, I was distracted. I think that happened for a reason. So I would confront them and I, and I could, you know, rid them. Hmm. Amazing. Uh, so that's that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for sharing it. That's powerful. Wow. So anybody, uh, please don't give me shit for doing DMT. I don't do it all. <laughs> I, I don't even know where to get it. Um, <laughs> Nothing it is. You can't get it from us. Yeah. It's a one-off. Actually, there'll be a link below if you want. <laughs> yeah. Email Tyler. Yeah. Uh, uh... com. Yeah. The, uh, yeah. It's kind of, you reminded me of the, the matrix. This kind of goes back to what we're talking about. If, if you remember the, uh, which of course you do, the, the, when Neo at the end wakes up and is like, stops all the bullets. 
and has that knowing. There's so many amazing things in them. I'm going to go back and rewatch it just from where I'm at now. And um, what he does is he doesn't sort of pick up a gun and, and kill the uh, the agents. He runs, and the agent is like, "Whoa, hold on a minute! Like what?" And he jumps into the agent Smith right in front of him, right? and then he transmutes him, explodes yeah. him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, wow, it's, yeah. I mean, that I, that just came to me recently. That, that's kind of the transmutation thing with this this, this energy shift. But uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, you ready to have a woke battle and then? Right <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure. I don't know what's going to happen. What's the structure? I'm, I'm just going to ask you and Aaron each a question. You have 60 seconds to answer it, and whoever. Ooh. Whoever has the best answer will let the people in the live chat decide. For the people who, for the people who don't, for the people who don't uh, participate in the live chat, this is like an inside joke. We always like, it's like, who's the wokest? It's just, it's really stupid, actually. Awesome. Based my life on this. What do you mean? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is a real like. We're gonna have medals. Based my whole self worth on this. Yeah. <laughs> Work with it, everyone. All right. So, 60, you have 60 seconds. If you, Aaron's going first. Aaron's well, going I'm first? I'm reading it. <laughs> Aaron, if you were to explain to someone what is taking place on the planet who is completely unaware, basically a sleeper, of what is going on right now, really, what would you say to them? You have 60 seconds mm. to explain to them the entire reality of the, the world as it is today. Hmm. Time's up. <laughs> I lost. <laughs> we're living in a simulation, think about it. and uh, this is actually we're actually living in the Matrix, the movie, and you're all uh, in one of those pod things right now. And yeah, it's <laughs> you gotta, hey, you're not you gotta you're take the wrong. red pill and wake up. And uh, yeah, no. <laughs> That's your answer. No. Um, well, you're already 30 seconds. <laughs> What's happening? This is difficult. Yeah. yeah. Is this a series? Do I have to, like, is this a. Well, or I, just I mean, it depends. You just said it was your best your yeah. your whole life on it. <laughs> no, you don't. Have, I mean, um, it's your, yeah, go we're, ahead. we're waking up out of the dream of, uh, of the false reality that we've been living in into, into uh, full awareness and a greater reality which is of one of love to put it very very simply that's that, that, actually that was perfect yeah and if you don't believe that then i don't know what to tell you then you're just not woke <laughs> <Yeah>. i'm sorry <laughs> all right david you're walking down the street and uh you see some guy and he is he's totally unaware of anything and you try and explain him dude don't you see what's going on and your next words are <laughs> I've got some time to think, so I'm in, a, I'm in a way better position. I would say um, I'm going to leave it from the point of, or lead it from the point of kind of what uh, above duality, what we try to do there, which is more empower people. So I would probably, I would pull back from the statement and I may lead with getting them to ask the question so they can take ownership of the, the truth. And I would, um, if I had time to think about it, which necessarily but i would say something like 
um, like AI has a gun, you connect with them. What if I told you that everything in the world that you thought was, was completely different. And over the next one, two, three, four, five years, that's going to come into your awareness. And then I walk off. <laughs> Beautiful. Oh, amazing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then you woke up. Is that really I, 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 yeah. And well, I mean, that would, it's kind of a bit of a chicken, chicken shit answer actually, but I'm not used that word for a long time. That's um, off the, the, hey, that's what makes this authentic. I mean, yeah. yeah. You and totally won the woke battle. That was, I don't know. We we're not, I'm what, not the judge. So. Yeah. What about Tyler's? Yeah. I, I wrote the question, so I don't know. What would I tell somebody? I actually didn't even think about it. Um, like, 60 seconds. Look at the clock, Aaron. Yep, 60 seconds. All right. I would say uh, you realize that your entire life has been a lie, and the, what you're seeing taking place on the planet right now isn't actually a bad thing. It's, a, it's like a rebirth. It's a new beginning where everything that you thought you knew is coming is, is wrong and you're seeing everything shift and come to the light. All the corruption, all the evil, everything that you ever knew, I cannot answer this question. <laughs> <laughs> that was beautiful. You, uh, you were going somewhere. That was so good. I mean, uh, I just, oh, damn it. I think you won that. That was good. No, no. I, I can't do it. I'm putting myself on the spot here. I don't know. Right, tell us, folks. We'll have a, we'll have a, we'll have a vote in the... Anyway, we've got 10 seconds. All right, so, going. <laughs> so anyway, yeah. Uh, you're not a human. You're actually an ET. And, yeah. <laughs> and you need to wake up. Yeah. Damn, I, 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 mean, I bombed my own question. Dude. <laughs> no, the, 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 the first half... The first you wrote half the question. But I purposely didn't come up with an answer because I wanted it to be... Well, this you no idea what you just started. This leads the this leads the way for some serious roundtable battles. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, should, that's uh, another. Uh, we should. Yeah. Yeah. Another we'll, episode. We'll do. We'll have like a bi-weekly woke battle roundtable. Yeah. Woke. <laughs> roundtable woke battle. Yeah. <laughs> and the winner gets to come up with the question for the next week. For the. Uh, anyway, like let's do it. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. This this has been amazing. I don't even know how long we've been going. Who cares? Uh, it was so great having you on. Everyone, please go check out his channel, Above Duality, on YouTube. He's on Twitter, uh, Above Duality. Or is it just your Dave? Is it your name on Twitter? Yeah. Um, I can't even bloody remember. Yeah, no. <laughs> uh, AboveDuality.com, Above Duality on YouTube. Uh, above underscore duality, I think on uh, Instagram, which I'm not really on, but yeah, and Facebook, above yeah. duality. But Twitter, I'm on the most because it's it's quick and yeah. You know. And he has an amazing an amazing interview with uh, James Gilliland on As You Wish Radio uh, a few weeks back, a month, however long ago. It was it was really awesome. Uh, it was. Prior to that, I had I didn't really know you that well, and you were always you're. Oh, by the way, thank you for always being in the live chat, always being there at the premiere or for the premiere. You know, I've seen Above Duality, Above Duality, Above Duality. And finally, I, I really got to know you on James's show. I'm like, oh, like I finally <laughs> got to make the connection. So that was really cool. Uh, but anyone listening, go check it out. It was, it was really great stuff. And uh, Aaron and I will be at Camp Disclosure. As you know, we're going to be plugging this at the end of every episode. August 27th through the 31st, at Asheville, North Carolina. 
Um, are we freezing up? Or are you good? Okay, he froze up for a second. We have, the, we have the Journey to Truth Experiencers Lounge. We're going to be doing a lot of cool stuff. Uh, the link is in the description below. If you're interested in buying tickets, come hang out with us. It's going to be awesome. If, if they do launch ESETI and announce ESETI, uh, the conference, we, we will be there. We plan on uh, buying a last-minute ticket if we have to whenever they announce it. So, um, yeah, that's what we have coming up. And uh, thanks for listening. Any last words you wanted to leave us with? yeah make sure you, you go and check out these guys' work and and as i've said many times to the many people including you guys i mean thank you for what you're doing and uh, your courage your steadfastness on this journey to truth so apt and um yeah just really really grateful and honored to to come on the platform and i'm sure it will do lots more uh but thank you guys for your journey it's been been powerful and as you told me Tyler there are people who have you know you've saved saved lives it sounds grand it sounds sort of you know, over hierarchical but it's not we're helping people get their truth out and then hopefully coming out to succeed us and succession plan us and start their own podcast and shows and stand on what people like you've done on your shoulders and, and do more and um so thank you for thank you for you Wow. wow. Thank like, you so much. Yeah, likewise. That was Thank you for what you're doing as well. It's, yeah. It's really great stuff. And you have you have a yeah. knack you have a knack for it. I mean, it's it's natural. Mm -hmm. You're a natural. So uh yeah. Yeah. I uh, couldn't have said it better myself. Thank you. That means so much, man. Yeah. yeah. Thank you so guys much. for uh tuning in. And we'll go ahead and wrap it up. Good night. Stay safe. Uh come hang out with us in Asheville, North Carolina, if you want to. Um we have t-shirts available. I never, we never plug anything. We have t-shirts available on teespring.com. Uh, the Omnia pass uh, that protects against the 5G, that stuff's awesome, it works. We have them on all of our devices here. Uh, not just saying that, it really works and you will notice a difference and you can test it and it's provable. Uh, it'll definitely mitigate the 5G and it definitely helps a lot of physical ailments, allergies, headaches, uh, just ringing in the ears, stuff that you never really would connect to your mo your modem or your router, you know, or your cell phone. So uh, definitely check out those patches. And that's it. Now I'm ending it. Good night, everybody. Thanks for tuning in, and we will see you next week. <laughs>